Jesus walking on the water and Peter's experience. Um, for some reason, always make me smile. Just, the, just thinking about it makes me happy. I don't know if it's one of those passages that has that effect on you, but it, it, it moves me. Um, it just moves me deeply to try to imagine it. Imagine it from both sides, to imagine it from our Lord's side and to imagine it from the disciples' side. Um, in the context, the, the reading starts with the word immediately. So immediately from what? Well, uh, the context, as Matthew relates it to us, is the feeding of the 5,000. Um, but even before that narrative, the feeding of the 5,000, the gospel tells us of the death of John the Baptist and how Herod put him to death um, because in a, almost certainly, the scripture doesn't say it, but almost certainly having had way too much to drink at a party, uh, he made a vain promise in front of guests that he did not want to be embarrassed in front of that he would grant to his daughter whatever she asked. And she asked her mother for the head of John the Baptist on a platter. And the scripture doesn't clarify this, but recently, some of you may have watched uh, this, the, um, the, the unfolding work called The Chosen, um, which is, is seeking to uh, put into video form the story of the gospel and the life of Jesus. And there's a wonderful moment there, at least for me, um, when John the Baptist and Jesus have been together, and John the Baptist is going, he's so upset by the things that Herod is doing that are wrong, that are contrary to God's will, that he's made his mind up to go and confront Herod. And, um, and Jesus is, is portrayed as not wanting John the Baptist to go in his humanity, in his, in his humanness, his love for his, his cousin. Um, and he doesn't want him to go, but John the Baptist is determined to go. And, and as he goes, the, the actor portraying Jesus has a look of, 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 very, of real sorrow, love and sorrow mixed that he knows, in a sense, that this is the last time he's going to see John the Baptist um, and that he will be arrested and put to death. When the news comes to Jesus of John the Baptist's death, Jesus sends everybody away and withdraws the scripture says, to a desolate place, to be alone, to be alone. Now we know that when Jesus would step aside from the normal life that he lived and the ministry that he lived and go alone, he went alone to be with his father. He, he went alone to pray. But in my heart, it seems to me that he went alone because of the sorrow in his heart at the knowledge that John the Baptist had paid the ultimate price for his faithfulness. Then the crowds, as always, the crowds come to Jesus. He doesn't get to be alone for very long and the feeding of the 5,000 unfolds. And then again, again, the scripture says he wanted to be alone. It's almost as though his desire to be alone with the Father, knowing, I think, um, that not only what had happened to John the Baptist had happened, but knowing in an ever-increasing way what is coming. Uh, 
he, he, he was not, he had not had sufficient time alone with the Father. And so he goes apart again, sends the disciples across the sea. And this is where it just gets fascinating to me. They get in trouble. They get in trouble. Now, a few of you in this room have been to the Holy Land. If God allows, Cynthia and I will finally, after a lifetime of desiring to go, we'll go this fall. When Roger comes, we're going overseas. <laughs> um, uh, we're going to first go on the Queen Mary, Cunard's finest ship. We've never been on a ship before, but we're going to sail. Um, uh, I guess you say that even though it doesn't have sails. We're going to go from New York to England on the Queen Mary. And then from England, we're going to Israel. And uh, from Israel, we, we're going to fulfill a life dream of Cynthia's and go to Greece. Uh, and then I have meetings that will take place in, in England for the mission of NAMS, which you know I've led now almost 30 years and am still the spiritual leader of that work. So we're going we're gonna to have the joy of, 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 of being on the water. Now, every once in a while, I get a little worried because I remember the movie Titanic. <laughs> so, so pray for us as, as, we, as we go out on, on the water. But we are hoping to be able to see the Sea of Galilee and walk where Jesus walked and, and remember the, the glorious stories of his life and his ministry and to be in the place, some of the places, where it actually happened. And I just get excited thinking that Jesus' love for his disciples kicked in when he knew they were in big trouble and recovering from his sadness uh, at the death of John the Baptist, he thought, I'll just show him. <laughs> I'll show him. I'll just walk out there to him. And, uh, and of course, they think he's a ghost and they're terrified. And then Peter, who always reveals himself to be this impetuous everyman, no matter what the situation, you know, he's going to try to be the best, uh, you know, to get the bring an apple to the teacher, to climb up the, the, the hill first, to, you know, outrun John, whatever it is, he's always, he's got that impetuous Patrick Weber in him. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and, and he's like, well, if it's really you, well, then tell me to come, because he's like, I, I want some of this too. So out he goes, and then, of course, the waves and the wind and the terror of it kind of comes on him and he begins to sink. And when he starts to sink, he says, Jesus, save me. Jesus, save me. And Jesus reaches out his hand and takes a hold of him. And they get into the boat. It's a wonderful story. I love it. I love it so much. But the, the literal truth of the story moves me, but the spiritual lessons of the truth are the things that we all need to hold on to. Those guys were rowing in a boat without Jesus. Hands up if you've ever rowed a boat without Jesus. I've been rowing a boat all much of my life without the Lord. To, 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 to try to live the life that God wants without the Lord is impossible. To, lie, to, live a, to live a life at all in the way that it is meant to be lived without God is not possible. And... 
And it's so evident, it's so obvious. Once we've come to know the Lord, when we are in the context of people who don't know the Lord, we grieve. How is it possible for folk to not want the Lord in their boat? Right, George? Yeah, George is a friend of our parish who comes about once a, a year, maybe sometimes two times a year, to visit his dear old dad, who's still going strong at 91, almost 92, but claims to be an atheist slash agnostic. And George is a true believer, and we pray for his father. Um, many of us have the knowledge and the experience of what it's like to try to row the boat of our life without the Lord, and how storms come. Storms come. And many times those storms seem to be overwhelming, overwhelming to us. But in this gospel reading, we see the answer to every storm we ever face. We cry out to Jesus. We cry out to Jesus. And, and Peter literally says, Lord, save me. And that's the cry that many of us have uttered at some point in our journey um, sometimes literally with the words, please, God, Lord Jesus, save me. Mm -hmm. And for others of us, just an interior sense of surrender to the Lord that may not have verbalized those words, but intended that. Lord, I cannot row my boat alone. I cannot live my life alone. I cannot get this right alone. I cannot love the way you want alone. You must come to me. The burdens I'm carrying, the, the sins I remember, the things I've done wrong, you must come to me. And, and the Lord gets in the boat. He gets in the boat of our life and he pulls us into the boat with the rest of the disciples. And that, I want to end there today end there because he doesn't save us to live a life of independence He's, he calls us into a family of believers he calls us into the community of other men and other women who have said Lord save me Lord come to me Lord make me your own we enter into a, a very well a wonderful season we, we are now moving from today, June 12th, to October 1st. Um, and there's a lot to pray, and there's a lot to desire, and there's a lot to hope for, and there's a lot to, 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 to ask God to do. But we want to continue to thank him for what he has done. And as Mike said, and as Ryan said, the work and the prayers and the faithfulness of your vestry and the search committee appointed by your vestry have sought God's will for the future and by faith have acted to say, get in this boat with us, Roger. Come on over. Come home. Come back to South Carolina. Come be among us to be our pastor, to be our rector, to be our leader. That's an act of faith. That's an act of faith, but it's an act of faith that they have taken with Jesus in their prayers and in the boat. And it's now our duty, every one of us who love the Lord and love this parish, to renew our daily prayer for that family 
that have answered this call for all that God wants to do between now and their arrival and that we will be found to be the faithful community they actually think we are. And we will learn to cope with the reality of who they really are because we trust that the Lord Jesus has called us into the same boat. We belong to him. We are his church. We are his people. And we praise him for this new chapter. It, it, it is an exciting chapter. Mike mentioned, or actually Ryan, I guess it was Ryan that mentioned. I was 38 when God called me to the work of my life, really. Uh, Roger's about to be 40, so he's an old man uh, compared to me. But you must remember, those, those of you that, that are thinking some of these thoughts that I'm not uttering, you don't get to where someone is at 77 without being 41st and 44 and 50. The life lessons that a pastor brings at the end of his journey are life lessons that Jesus has taught him. Uh, you're going to learn, we're going to learn life lessons with Roger. We're going to grow in strength and faith and love and faithful service under his leadership. But he needs you. He needs you in some ways, more than you need him. So let's commit to be praying for that family day by day. Roger, Cindy, Audrey, and Hugo? Hugo, yeah. Uh, and um, let's, pray him, let's pray him here. Let's pray for a home, oh my gosh, of all the things. Please, God, provide at least a year uh, until this crazy housing industry settles down a little bit further, uh, or create a miracle, if you will, Lord. So don't, don't stop praying. Let's walk on the water a bit together with Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.